0: Welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number one eleven. This week on the episode, I've got a great conversation with Cole Young of the band Trench. I cannot say enough awesome things about Cole and um, and Trench, and this conversation. Uh, had a great time talking to him, and we really touched on a pretty wide variety of things uh we talked a little bit about um how drummers in the the metal scene um the metal part of the industry if you will uh don't really get the appreciation and love that they should and the technicalities that go into being a drummer uh we talked about how the covid shutdown affected them as they were you know out on tour and and kind of advancing on plans uh and then having to pivot and be locked down and at home um we also talked about the new ep encased in chrome which just dropped a little over a week ago now um and that came out via new damage records which is an amazing partnership that they have uh with trench and we went into some pretty good detail about that as well and Uh, The importance of having a label like New Damage that um, really supports the the vision of the band and doesn't, you know, take over creative control or try to confine them into a certain box or anything like that. Um, Again, it was just a really awesome conversation. Huge shout out to Cole for taking the time to do this conversation with me. Um, And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's dive into this conversation with Cole Young of Trench. Awesome. Uh, So to kick off kind of the episode portion of this, um, for anyone that doesn't know who you are, I do start off with the same boring ass question. And that's a simple introduction, man. Who are you? Uh, What do you do in the band? And just a little background on yourself.
1: Sure. Uh, My name is Cole Young. I play guitar in Trench. I also do a lot of the electronics and kind of production you hear uh in a lot of our music um yeah we've been playing for probably six or seven years now as a band um i've been playing music pretty much my whole life started playing drums as a young kid because my dad's a drummer um quickly realized that uh playing guitar was a little easier, you know, in my mom's basement, I'm not like pissing her off playing drums in all, uh, hours of the night. It was just easier for me to control the volume and still be creative. Right. So, uh, I've been playing guitar since I was probably a, a young teenager, probably like 12 or 13 years old. Um, and then, yeah, man, just, uh, just being creative in trench. Um, it's an amazing outlet for for me and my bandmates and, uh, we really kind of express ourselves in whatever musical way we see fit with Trench. We don't limit ourselves in any way. And uh, yeah, that is my big focus, man, is yeah. just writing music with Trench and and being with my bandmates, <laughs> especially yeah, through yeah, COVID, sure. you know. Um, just to, It was yeah. a great support system, right? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the two things I really want to touch on from that is a the the drumming of it so like not only from a volume standpoint, and I'm not saying that you can't handle the drums because I don't know, but like the technicality, I think a lot of people don't realize the technicality that truly goes into to playing drums, um, especially as you transition into like a metal scene where you may have a double kick or you know the, there's these speed breakdowns and stuff, and people don't, I don't think they appreciate enough what it takes to be a drummer in this industry.
1: I fully agree. Um, Drummers blow me away on a regular basis. Uh, My like trenches drummer Tommy blows me away on a regular basis. I don't think I have the skill within me to do stuff like that. Um, Usually when I'm listening to like you said, like heavy music, a little bit more technical stuff, the drums are the first thing I'm hearing. Uh, And a lot of times I'm just in awe. I'm like, how in the hell would anyone be able to physically do that? You know? And so I just, I'm, I love the drums. Um, I respect drummers big time. Uh, I think where it helped me was just gaining rhythm and gaining like a sense of beats and being on time. And then for me, yeah, moving over to the guitar at a young age was just a natural thing for me. Uh, but yeah, much respect to the drummers. You hit the nail on the head, man. It's like, they do not get enough appreciation. I fully agree with that.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, like you just mentioned from a songwriting and com- composition standpoint, like if you know drums, it makes that part of life or part of the process so much easier because you can put it in better blocks for yourself mentally that, okay, I know that we're going to do this drums and we're going to have this type of beat, this type of timing. Like nothing against guitarists. I was a bassist. So, you know, I'm fucking super low man on the tone. Uh, but, you know, like, nothing against anyone else on the stage. But if your drummer's not up to par, there's not much you can do about it.
1: 100%. Like you, you're saying it, man, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. Like, um, I think if you, if you have a solid drummer, uh, a lot of times that can carry your band. Um, you know, on a record and in a live setting. And if your your drummer isn't up to par, then obviously there's some work that needs to be done there. And uh, sometimes that doesn't lend itself well on a record and stuff if uh, your band's ripping and your drummer's struggling to keep up, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, shout outs to the drummers, man. They are the, like, silent stars of this whole entire metal industry, in my opinion, you know? They just don't get enough love. Um, I listen to our drummer Tommy sometimes, and I'll be like, "Dude, how did you like? Like, can you sh- slowly show me how you play this?" And I still am just and, like, "Okay, I'll leave that." I to was going to say, bro.
0: "And <laughs> and slow to them is not slow to anybody else." Like, hundred percent. Broke it down yep. as far as I can, and it's like, "Bro, no, you did not. There's no way." <laughs>
1: Man, a hundred percent. And you said something so relevant too. It's like, uh, just with my, I guess not my skill of drums, but just my knowledge of like drums and drumming a little bit it's definitely helped me write like uh trench riffs and arrangements and stuff just being able to talk it out with tom um hey man i think this would be cool here hey a sweet fill could be cool here but ultimately he's taking a small idea and running with it to the next degree something i could never imagine you know so yeah respect to the drummers it's that that would just be wild and to do it for a whole set uh, let alone a tour or something. I'm, I would have to, you know, get definitely uh, in shape to be able to pull that off. <laughs>
0: the cardio that those guys have and just the arm stamina is insane. Um, oh, but the yeah. other thing that, that you brought up that I wanted to talk about is because we're finally getting out of the, the COVID years, as I've been calling it, you know, and live music starting to come back but I want you to talk a little bit about how important it was to have your bandmates and to be able to have this outlet while dealing with something like a worldwide pandemic like this and kind of what it was able to do for you mentally. And, you know, as a, a social release, if you will.
1: Sure. Uh, it's funny, like listening to the interview you did with Patrick from fit for an autopsy. There's so many parallels there that he was explaining. And he even said it was like, every musician, every bartender, like it trickles down from uh, every industry that was affected by COVID. But he was saying some really interesting stuff in there that I found to be so true uh, in my own experience as well. But basically right before COVID, uh, my band was about to release a full-length record. It was all written and recorded. It's called Blossom from 2020. Uh, We were about to go on a we were about to announce like literally two days away a tour with uh misery signals and sanction uh we were supporting that tour in the u.s um so pretty you know pretty pivotal yeah. tour for us to be going on as a smaller band you know we were really really stoked to be going on that tour um we were even stoked to just have the tour announced because we were like man right. this is like a dream come true for us like let's get it out there into the world. And about two days before the announce is when everything kind of happened, the world shut down and most tours got canceled. So, uh, much like Patrick was saying is like, we kind of had to pivot and figure our lives out. Uh, we did end up releasing our record blossom. Um, we released it digitally independently. And, uh, even though that, even though we were going through COVID times, um, We considered our independent release of Blossom a success to us. You know, it got a lot of eyes. We got a lot of good press on it, Um, got a lot of streams and people were reaching out, telling us they loved it. Um, And much like Patrick was saying, we had to pivot. So we kind of went from worrying about playing live and worrying about touring to more shifting our focus to writing, um, being creative, having content for the future you know, uh, kind of not living in the moment, but looking towards our next couple years. And I think what what, what COVID did for us as a band, number one, um, we weren't really seeing many people or interacting with many people through COVID times. And like my band was my COVID bubble, basically. We were all each other's COVID bubble. So it was kind of nice, we, we kept, um, writing and you know we didn't hang out or jam as much as as you know we were before but uh still just keeping the conversation going and keeping the writing going uh not having the ability to play live shows really helped us buckle down and write um our guitarist bryce said it best he he kind of said like it was one of the most frustrating times of being a band but it also allowed us to be super productive behind the scenes Uh, So when shows and stuff do happen again, we're locked and loaded with a new record. Um, We're ready to go. We're ready to tour. We're practiced up. We're sharp with our instruments. Um, We have all the gear we need. So we've basically just been preparing for two years. Um, Also through COVID, we got signed to New Damage Records, which was, uh, you know, really, really a great thing for us to be able to sign a deal through COVID was almost... Uh, we, we didn't think it could ever happen. Uh, so many labels were, were uncertain about their future. So that's the long drawn out version of how COVID kind of affected us. I would say there were aspects of it that were uh, interestingly enough, like good for the band. And then of course there were the aspects that were not good for the band. Um, for example, touring, losing out on tours, not playing shows. That's such a, we rely on that so much for exposure uh, just because the level we're at we're kind of you know small breaking through type thing so
0: yeah
1: oh sorry i think you froze buddy i
0: lost you said it probably a thousand times on the oh i think i lost, I lost you, you. Buddy. there Hello? we go. are we back i can hear you now back? can you hear me okay Yep. Gotcha. (laughs) Yep. My internet cut out for a split second. Um, but no, uh, what I was going to say is, um, you know, I think especially with, with you guys at the level that you're at, like you're saying, you know, kind of on the verge of breaking through, um, I don't think everyone realizes, and I've said it a million times on this podcast, streaming does not pay the bills for 98% of the bands that are out there. So, you know, touring is not only exposure and helping build that fan base. It's where the the money's coming from to fund the next part of the project, whether that's the next album, a music video, whatever. Um, And that's why, like, live music's always been where it's at. Like, the energy that's there, just the environment, you know, like, that's where it's at. But on the, the band side of the industry, it's all of that and the livelihood and i don't think enough casual fans understand that when they're like oh it we're not going to show up for the the opening bands we're only interested in the the headliner it's like bro these guys are out there busting their ass get out there you may find the next best thing
1: totally just like i've found out about so many of the bands i listen to through you know, seeing their name on the poster and being like, huh, I wonder what this band sounds like. Um, I think your average person um, may look at your streams and be like, oh, you guys have 10,000 monthly listeners or something. How can you not make money on that? the fact of the matter is like, if you're to make any money on streaming, it has to be millions and millions and millions and millions of streams. And even then it is like pennies. Um, so it really is the the live show aspect where you are making your income as a band. It's allowing you to uh, do other things, fund other records, fund other merch and stuff like that. So um, we did kind of we did some like merchandise drops through COVID, which helped out a little bit. Like we were trying to be creative and do what we could through COVID without having to be in a room with people or play a show. Um, right. So but yeah, nothing like going out. Uh, really, as well, just gaining fans through a live uh, setting. That we 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 are for a band our level. It like I said before, it really is so important to us to be uh, playing those shows live in different cities um, and making sure we're getting the exposure that we need to to basically sustain ourselves on those tours and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Well, and not to mention, as an artist. I don't care how much you love the studio, being on stage in front of people is so much fucking better.
1: It's so true. There's nothing like it, man. And like, uh, I know most musicians say this, but what a therapeutic thing it is being able to play the music that you've created to people that actually care. Um, So yeah, you said it. That's one huge thing that's been missing through COVID for us is just being able to make that connection um and and really like have a great time playing music for people that want to hear it
0: yeah and i i think you know <laughs> it's getting better um i think it was joe from dead and i were talking about how metal's becoming much more accepted quote unquote in the mainstream um here we are you know 30 years later into metal but it's finally starting to get that acceptance um, but it, it's insane. Like, I remember growing up listening to to all sorts of heavy stuff. Like, you know, uh, pops out in my head. And I remember family members being like, I don't get how you can listen to that. Like, he's doing nothing but screaming. He's just angry. And I'm like, there's so much more to it. You just don't understand. And like, the connection that there is with, with metal music, and I'm a huge pop punk fan and, and emo and, the alternative quote unquote music, there's so much more life connection and authenticity than Twitter on Blast again. I've done it twice before. Fucking Nicki Minaj's WAP has no fucking connection (laughs) to my life whatsoever. So why would I you know like I'm not gonna resonate with that. But metal, emo, pop punk, whatever, it's like we're we're all writing the same types of stories just from different perspectives and it allows that community to just really sync together
1: oh absolutely and like when i was a young guy listening to pop punk and emo and metal and all the stuff that kind of formed me into who i am today it was the same thing it was a little deeper um you know those bands went a little deeper and lyrically they went a little deeper and musically they were doing stuff i've never heard before um, so when you bring up like a Nicki Minaj song like WAP, it's a surface level banger that you can hear on the radio, nod your head and then kind of forget about. Um, right. I don't believe that the the lyricism of that song is necessarily hitting any notes with anyone other than it's just like a catchy, good tune. You know what I mean? Um, right. So for me growing up, it was a lot more valuable to be listening to bands Um like I did, maybe a little bit more underground and independent. Uh, It just resonated with me more, Uh, you know, as like a sad young kid listening to emo was like how I liked to do my therapy, basically, you know, I'm the so uh, I agree with you, man. It's like um, I think it just hits a a nerve with a lot of people. Uh, And I also think live, like I think a lot of people that maybe listen to Trench for the first time and they're like, I don't think that's for me. It's too heavy. I can't understand what this guy is saying. They sound mad. Like we hear that all the time, just like every other heavy band hears that all the time. Um, but if you were to see us live in a live setting and you see the connection that we have with the people that are there and our live show, I think we might be able to win you over, even if you can't understand what our singer is saying, you know? Uh, so totally, I think live coming back and getting better is is very important uh, to every everyone involved in the music industry right now and the fans, the people that are going to the shows, buying the music, buying the merch. Um, I think this next year and the year after, we're going to really see a big uptick in the band's touring and stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah. And I I think, you know, the the beautiful thing about the metal community is uh, there's gatekeepers everywhere, right? Like, obviously there are some out there, but, the vast majority especially of band to band there's no gatekeeping like we all are pissed off for the same reason or whatever the case may be but like I can't tell you how many shows I've been to cap room that I'm like fuck yes these are my people you know like we're all here for the same love um you know to get out the same stresses or whatever and I just maybe it's because i don't like pop music as much but i don't think i could go to a justin bieber concert and be like fuck yes this is my crowd
1: oh fair enough i think that's like a lot of people that are into the music that you and i are into would say the same thing there's nothing like going to like a a heavier alternative show and feeling that connection and seeing how that goes down and seeing that the bands genuinely care about uh, the fans and the people that are there and watching the crowd interaction and you know maybe there's a pit or something wild going on but people yeah. are having a great time connecting you know healing themselves through music and i agree i think if i was to go to like you know a stadium pop show i might be nodding my head high up in the stands but i'm not on the floor um talking to the singer after they play being like dude right. you guys are awesome like uh, I loved your last record. Please keep making more music. You know, so there's totally something about like what we do versus what they do that um, that's the reason I, I I play in this band and I listen to this type of music. I really think it's a lot more intimate and personal.
0: Yeah. Uh, so talking about that part of it, the intimacy and the the personal connection with it, we've touched on it a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about the therapy that is creating this music, right? Like the ability to be vulnerable to some extent by putting these, you know, whatever, these experiences out there, but at the same time being able to heal from it by saying, you know, like, this is my trauma, but I'm moving past it, I'm I'm moving forward. For sure. Uh, it's
1: always interesting to me how I can kind of make shitty experiences or make my anxiety or depression, uh, I can kind of turn that into guitar riffs, (laughs) you know, Uh, it's interesting how I can channel that and the guys in my band and I'm sure many other bands can channel that and put them into guitar riffs or percussion uh, or in, you know, in Trench's case, like Jay, leaves it all on the line in his lyrics, you know, and talks about a lot of current events, whether you read them and you um, equate that to current events or anything or not, it's, it's a great way for us to get out this um, energy we have, I guess. So uh, I think that playing music, writing music uh, it's something that I can do whenever I'm feeling low and it will always, most times get me out of that rut even if it doesn't get me out of the rut, I'm usually coming away with something that I've created um, that is for the moment, for how I'm feeling that moment. Uh, Like I said, I make a lot of the electronics and the kind of um, effects in the band. That's a great way for me too. like, if I don't want to put stuff onto into riffs, I would, I love to just go on my computer uh, produce little interludes and, get crazy with MIDI keyboards and fine sounds. That's also therapeutic to me. Um, in Canada, uh, we were shut down a little um, longer than most places in the US for COVID. So yeah. just recently we started having shows again. Um, I can't even explain to you, man, how it felt to play a show with Trench after years of not playing a show with Trench. And um, I'm sure, People have been saying that a lot to you. And it's just so, so true. Like there was absolutely nothing like it. Uh, The first note we played, I think we all looked at each other and we were just like, man, thank you. (laughs) You know, love you boys. (laughs) We've waited a long time for this. Like that felt good, you know? So uh, I, I think even through COVID, we've realized even more that this is our therapy and that we just, we need this. We need this in our lives to function properly. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah and I think you know to your point like as shows are coming back and especially that first time you get to step back on stage it's it's almost like coming back from well it is coming back from a forced hiatus like none of us wanted to go away for two years so like that anticipation has been building and building and then you step on stage and it's like oh this is that fucking moment and just able to let loose and 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 love life in that moment again like fuck we are back you know we're here um and make those connections that we've talked about so much uh sonically because you guys are broad strokes you're a metal band right but sonically you guys are so much more than that you have a lot of depth there's everything from slightly ethereal cinematic feels to some of the stuff to traditional metal things like that What's it like for you guys or what's the the key motivation? I I know earlier you said you kind of just don't want to be put in one box, but is it purely organic for you or is there a little intentionality behind it?
1: Good question. Um, I would agree with you. I think broad strokes were painted as a metal band, but like you said, so many different um, types of music and sort of genres encapsulate trench um so yes like we we aren't painted into a specific genre of metal uh i think that's why whenever we release something on spotify or itunes it just says metal as the genre instead of you know death metal or hardcore or black metal or what have you uh i was just like let's just put metal because i think that at least encapsulates for the most part what we're doing um It's definitely organic for us the way we write. So whatever you're hearing through your headphones or your speakers uh, came to us organically. We're definitely not sitting here being like, hey, we need to like sound different from this band. So let's write a part like this that's totally different. I think just the way we go about our writing and just some of uh, the mind's that combine to write this stuff is what kind of makes it what it is so we have a really interesting process um a lot of times it's our other guitar player bryce just kind of like coming up with riffs and showing us and then once we hear something that we're we're all kind of nodding our head to we take it we run with it we take time we form it into a song um but usually we're never trying to to do anything specifically outside of the box, Um, which is awesome. I think on the new record, Encased in Chrome, um, that's about to come out, you'll hear some stuff that you've probably never heard from Trench before that is totally maybe more straightforward than you think, and then other parts are going to be totally more wacky than you think. Um, Exploring genres we've never explored before, and it was just so organic, you know? Uh, We actually have a rapper, Guilty Simpson from Detroit on one of our songs on our new record. Mm -hmm. And when I I've worked with Guilty before, I've done some some beats and stuff with him. But as as like in a pretty like, I don't know, uh, heavier metal band or like some people might class us as like a more extreme metal band just because of how we are sonically. I was like, man, I think we need a rapper somewhere on here. You know, he doesn't even have to be on like us playing our instruments, but how cool would it be? And literally everyone in my band was like, dude, let's do this. like, let's figure out a way to do this. I think that'd be awesome. So that just goes to show how kind of open minded we go into our writing sessions, you know, Um, really, we're we're trying to write what, what we would be interested listening to, I guess, at the end of the day. So
0: yeah, and I think, you know, they're the easy scapegoat on the metal scene, but like, I think bring me the horizon started kind of opening those doors for a lot of people because they've genre jumped so much. Um, And like, not to say you guys or anyone else is like, Oh, that's the blueprint. We have to start following that. But I think it, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, it opened them the door for a lot of writers to be like, we don't have to fit in that box. Like, there's going to be fans of other music. We're fans of multiple genres. There's going to be fans that bridge over and go, you know what? Like, I may not love their entire catalog, but that's, you know, like, this, like, oh, you we're going to get some of his fans that are like, that's fucking badass. Maybe they don't relate with anything else. But that's yeah. not the point. Like, it still opens the door for for that cross-genre. And honestly, like, Again, most musicians, there's the gatekeepers in, in different realms, but like, I think most musicians just want the industry to thrive and what better way to make it thrive than to do these cross genre promotion type stuff.
1: Dude, a hundred percent. It's funny you bring up, bring, bring me the horizon. Cause we, we listened to their newest song uh, or their newest songs, collection of songs not yeah. long ago. And man, I was blown away by like how much they've evolved and progressed. And I'm not necessarily a bring me the horizon fan, but it was pretty inspiring to listen to their latest songs and be like, wow, like these guys really can do whatever they want and make it really good and well-written. And they're not trying to impress anyone. Like they already have their following. Uh, So I, I think that's really, really awesome. Like I definitely give praise to, to that bravery of, being able on that level to step outside the box um, and experiment. You know, I think that's awesome. And and I think that. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I don't know if you've heard the, the song that they did with fucking Ed Sheeran, but, you know, like they did that crossover now and it's like, what the fuck is happening in the world? Like you have Ed Sheeran, like this really. Pop emo, almost, you know, type guy. And bring me the horizon and it's like fuck, it works you know and th- so now you get that crossover of fans and i think you guys are poised to do the same thing as you progress where by not being handcuffed to we have to stay with this this sound it's going to allow you that opportunity to say you know what fuck it like if we like it we like it other people will or they don't have to listen
1: totally man Um, I had no idea that Bring Me the Horizon worked with Ed Sheeran, but that's awesome, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that's great. And how much do you want to bet Ed Sheeran probably listened to that band when he was younger coming up, you know what I mean? Like, he became a massive pop star, but, like, now he's lending his voice to this band that is heavy and maybe not, you know, charting on the pop charts throughout the world. So uh, I think that's freaking awesome, personally. Um, I think that like, really like cross genre type exploration like that really does interest people and intrigue people. And you might not think you want to hear it until you hear it and it satisfies you. So, um, and it really is the artist just being like, fuck it, let's just do this. Let's do something that we would want to do, or we would want to hear, we would want to try. And if they like it, awesome. And if they don't whatever. It is what it is, you know? So kudos to bring me the horizon for doing the Ed Sheeran thing. Cause I'm sure that was, you know, a very big deal for them. And it was probably cool for Ed Sheeran too, if I was to put my money on it.
0: Yeah. I I've not like read super deep on it. It was at one of the award shows. I don't remember if it was like one of the UK awards or whatever, but they did, um, bad habits and then had bring me actually playing the music. And Like there's metal breakdowns. Ollie is screaming for part of it. Um, so it's this really cool, like it reminded me of kind of the old, I don't know if you remember the, the Lincoln park Jay Z mashup album that they did. Yeah, It was kind of that feel where like, it starts off like, Oh, this is bad habits, like no big deal. And then it starts getting heavier and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And it's, it's this really cool amalgamation of, of these genres. um, and then, like you said, you know, I think obviously Ed was probably a fan at some point or at at least even if you're not a fan, the level of respect was there, right? That, hey, I respect you as a, a musician enough to come in and not fuck up my song. So let's see what we can do.
1: Totally. Yeah. I, like, let's see what we can do. And if it works out, I think we might have something here, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, just hearing that inspires me as an artist because... You know, that's kind of what our whole mantras trench has always been. It's just like, be open-minded, you know, don't necessarily think in or outside of the box, like be yourself. Let's see what happens Write the way you would want to write, you know, pull from all your different influences. So um, it's just inspiring. We do have some plans in the future for a couple cool uh, features and stuff like that on our next uh, LP So uh, I won't say anything here, but like what we're talking about right now really resonates with me because it's currently happening in my life, us exploring different people we can work with and maybe different people we would wanna hear on a trench record that might not necessarily be in the heavy music realm, but we think would be fucking awesome to work with and hear on our music. (laughs) So uh, very relevant what we're talking right now for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I I think, you know, back to we'll bring a Canadian into it lights back in the day, working with Silverstein, bring me the horizon, you know, like, they you would never think like, Oh, they're, that makes sense, you know, until you hear it. And then you're like, Oh, no, that that actually does make sense. You know, there's just a new level that it brings. And I think that's the key for hopefully fans being accepting of it as well, where they can say like, you know, maybe this artist, let's use Guilty as a, an example here, like, does Guilty fit into to Trench's music? And then they hear it and they can openly be like, okay, like, just because I may not like his music by himself or whatever, doesn't mean that there's not some substance that they can hide.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's 100% true. Like I said before, you might not realize this is what you need until you hear it and it hits those senses for you and you're like wow that was really like unique and cool um for me like with the guilty thing being such a hip-hop fan and such a heavy music fan uh it naturally worked for my ears um but i'm hoping that we can you know uh show a lot of people that haven't listened to guilty simpson before how dope he is and vice versa, man. Like Guilty Simpson, obviously he's on a totally different level than we are. You know, he's a, a career rapper who's basically a living legend at this point. You know, he's worked with Dilla and all sorts of guys, and very respected uh, in the hip hop scene. And right. um, I'm hoping too, maybe there will be some trench fans coming out of this just from wanting to hear the guilty part. You know what I mean? So you never know, you never know what might happen. Like we might garner a couple new listeners as well because they see guilty's name on there and they didn't know that they wanted to hear some crazy heavy metal shit, uh, before a guilty Simpson verse, you know, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but ultimately we're doing what we want to do and making what we want to make and, uh, not limiting ourselves. So, um, I hopefully the people resonate with that and, and feel that for sure.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the the new EP encased in Chrome, um, I've been lucky enough to hear it a couple times already. I got the advanced link, so oh nice. uh, <laughs> Love I've, it. I've listened through it a couple of times. And like looking back at your catalog and then going through this, it's clear to see like I don't want to say it's a new direction. Just a extension of the direction that you guys were going in the sense that, like, it's not a complete 180. You're not changing direction entirely going, hey, uh, metal wasn't for us. We're going to be a country band now. See you later. Uh, It's this, like, hey, you know, here's everything we've done. Check out what else we can do. We're just going to expand the boundaries just a little bit over here and check this out, you know. And I think the thing for me on that is it shows the authenticity. You know, you've talked about a lot of the the artists that you enjoy listening to and the, the band enjoys. To me, this just shows that authenticity that, like, this is the shit we love. And so we want to pay homage to some sort or to some extent, you know, uh, but like, this is how it affected me, and now I want to write music that positively affects other people as well.
1: Totally, yep. I think that you know it's it's important to us that we're we're you know allowing our influences, our musical influence, to still influence us and to still generally give us an idea of hey, like what would we want to hear? What kind of band would we want to be in? But you said it like we're we're definitely not doing anything completely different from what we did before, but we're progressing. And we are maybe exploring some things that weren't on our last record uh, that could have been if our last record was, you know, 10 more songs or five more songs. Um, But I think you'll also hear a little bit of a a difference between this record and the last one, just in, in sheer aggression. I think, you know, yeah. the last couple of years have been tough for everyone and organically uh, it might've just come out like a little more aggressive, a little more heavy, maybe faster, maybe slower at some parts, but we definitely leaned on the heaviness for this record. Uh, it just felt right to do. Uh, but with all that being said, we still have the regular trench elements in there. You know, We're exploring like post-rocky stuff and hip hop and lots of electronic stuff. So it just felt right, man. Um, like this EP just felt like a natural progression for us. And I think, uh, having signed to new damage, uh, bef- before, all this, like before we were even writing this EP, um, we were talking about, Hey, it'd be awesome to work with like a cool Canadian label who, um, you know, has bands that are kind of in the same vein as us. And like, you know, somewhat knows what they're doing more than we do, you know? So um, I I think that naturally we were just like, man, what we're writing right now uh, is probably going to perk some ears up, man, Of even of people that have listened to our past stuff. So um, hopefully everyone likes it, but it's definitely like uh, a little bit different than the last stuff, for sure. Like you said, it's just a little different little bit more of a progression there so
0: yeah absolutely and i i think you're right you know new damage uh is a label that is how do i want to put this like they're obviously still a small label in the sense that you know they're not rca sony capital whatever yeah but at the same time like they're they're established enough and have made enough of a presence that like it's a, a label to be respected and and say you know yeah we're on new damage and they're able to bring us x y and z which is you know whether that's merchandising rights or you know distribution channels things like that like the importance of building a team or or bringing on a team to a band at the level where you're at like we said at the beginning where you're kind of on the verge of of potentially exploding and like or hopefully exploding cuz i fingers crossed yeah I think you guys need to be on a lot more radars but um uh, thank you man you know like it. yeah I I think you know bringing in a team like this is is the golden opportunity because they can they've seen enough to say like maybe that's not the direction you need to go you know like let's not focus on TikTok for the metal scene you know let's let's worry about Instagram or whatever and they're able to help guide you a little bit but still let you be your band and not take over like creative control
1: 100 percent. It, it's funny because like new damage like you said they're not rca they're not uh sony or what have you um but they still have the resources that a band of our level uh, or even like a massive band or a tiny band um they know how to to help bands like us um Without compromising any creative control, it's funny. Like ever since being signed, we've had great communication with New Damage. Um, I probably talk to to them a couple times a week. You know, we'll we'll go on conference calls every couple weeks just to talk and think about future plans, etc. Run ideas by each other, but man, they have let us do what they trust us. You know, they, right. they signed us for a reason and they really want us to just do what we do. Uh, and they can help us with the resources that are gonna push us along. So it's exactly like you're saying, like it's the perfect fit because they, they're on our wavelength. They understand um, our aesthetic and our sound and where we wanna be and they wanna help us get there. Um, so it's pretty much the perfect partnership man like we were talking to a couple different labels and you know we were chatting with different people and stuff but once we started talking to New Damage like they they were the ones that really understood us Uh, they were the ones that that they they also want us to be on more people's radar and uh, you know they they see the opportunity that oh I think we can help this band get a little bit more exposure through our channels and stuff like that. So, um, it's been awesome for us, man. Like I could not think of a better label. Uh, also it's interesting because being a Canadian band, uh, a lot of times it can be harder for an American band to sign a Canadian band. Um, you're immediately dealing with a band in a different country, even though we're neighbors, you're immediately dealing with like, Canadian currency and uh paying Canadians or what have you that kind of stuff um whereas new damage uh Dynalone they're owned by Dynalone Records new damages Mm -hmm. so they got some some heavy hitters they've been around for a long time they know what they're doing great team uh so it just made sense for us to go with that with a Canadian label like that that had U.S. distribution as opposed to the other way around. I don't know what the future holds for us but i know for our level now um it's just a perfect fit for us man so we have we have a lot of respect for our label and uh i think we're going to be doing our lp with them as well so uh yeah we're this is just the start of a a great relationship with new damage and trench so
0: yeah yeah and i mean you know everyone assumes that major label is the goal right because in the past, that's how you knew, quote unquote, that you made it. But yeah, with the way the world works today, I don't even think a major label has to be the answer, you know, like new damage may be the home for for life with trench and you guys still may blow up and and do all these incredible things and just have a quote unquote small label. Yeah. Um, but that's also not a bad thing because you're not lost in the shuffle. Like new damage can take the time to have two or three calls with you a week and not be like what the fuck does this guy want yeah rca (laughs) it's gonna be like this guy's fucking calling me again what yeah man yeah Uh,
1: they're like we got a meeting with bieber why is this dude calling me right now you know (laughs) right it's so true like new damage the the level of their label they can put that care into us and they can put that time into us and like uh. I don't even think a label was always the goal for Trench. I think we knew what it could do for us if we found a good label that was willing to work with us and, you know, not wanting us to compromise our sound or anything like that or compromise creative control. You hear horror stories about bands signing to major labels and, like, getting shelved. You know, that's, like, the classic story, man. I signed to Sony, and they shelved my record for, like, three years and didn't talk to me you know i got my advance and they just like disappeared and i don't think like trench and a major label necessarily go together great uh i right. think even if we were playing arenas i would still want that like ability to text jake from new damage and say hey man got a question for you real quick you know can you hop on a facetime yeah no problem let's chat like it's just so much care put into their bands you know and I really do think that a lot of that is like the size of their label uh, and the bands they have and the way they do business allows them to, to put that care into their bands. I've never heard a horror story about new damage or dine alone. Um, I have friends who are on the label, um, multiple bands. and like, I've only heard great things and I've only experienced great things, but I've heard many horror stories about major labels. Uh, so, yep. yeah, I think it's a perfect fit for us. Um, and I could see this relationship continuing like well into us uh, doing bigger things. You know, I could definitely see us just staying on new damage and and keeping that train rolling just because of how great they treat us.
0: Yeah. So what does, you know, as live music comes back, especially up and not, things are are finally fucking finally lifting restrictions and allowing a little more free travel the world's still a super fucked up place but like we're able to to get back to a little bit of a normal life what does a perfect 2022 look like for you guys um obviously you've got the ep draw but the remainder of the year what would be like the picture perfect setup for you
1: oh that's a great question um i think an ideal setup for us. We are releasing the EP in a few days. Um, we have already started writing our LP. So I think if we could get our LP written and recorded by like summertime, that would be ideal. Um, I think if we can be going on a couple, uh, tours through 2022, that would be awesome. I think, we'd really love to tour the States. We've never played the States before. And um, I could just go ahead and say it, maybe re retrying that Misery Signals Tour sometime yes. this year would be an awesome thing for us. Uh, we'd really love yes. to do that and play the places we were supposed to play with them. Uh, we love that band, have a great relationship with them. So it would honestly be just like a fun time for us. And they're such good dudes, right. like it'd be a great hang. Uh, But yeah, I think just, you know, people listening to Trench and us maybe being able to play live a little bit more and maybe get on uh, a cool tour. I think as of right now, like us opening uh, a tour with maybe some some bigger artists in a place we've never been before would be great for us. You know, we don't care if we play first or whatever, man, we'll play the pre-show, you know, but... <laughs> um, I don't know that we're necessarily in a point where we can go on like a big headlining run anywhere. Uh, we we can do that maybe in west western Canada. Um, we've done that yeah. before and it's been super fun. But yeah, I think right now it's all about just getting to places we haven't been. Maybe playing with a cool band on a, a medium-sized tour, writing our record um and getting all the assets ready for you know 2023. Uh, I think 2022, even though we are opening now, restrictions are lifting, tours are happening. There's still still a lot of repairing to do. And I right. think 2023 is gonna be like a full blown year for a lot of these artists that are right now just finding their footing um, after being, you know, kind of decimated for the last two years financially and right. potentially even creatively. So yeah, that would be an ideal thing for us. Just more exposure, playing places we've never played. Uh, and Releasing more music man, maybe a couple cool collabs too. I feel like I'm asking for too much now But that you asked for my ideal. So that'd probably be my ideal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I said perfect world. So absolutely right Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's basically everything I've got for you Cole but since you listened to the Patrick episode I'm gonna ask you kind of the same final question as I did him and give me a hot take for you like a a hill you're willing to die on that nobody agrees with so patrick's was um if i remember right that iron maiden is not that great of a band and like (laughs) he respects them but like they're not the level that everybody says that they should be
1: dude if i could just steal that one i probably would (laughs) Uh, because i fully agree um oh my god that's a tough one man like I might just straight up steal Patrick's because I feel like that is the perfect uh, hill that I would like to die on. Uh, I don't think Iron Maiden is that great of a band. Um, They got some bangers, but the shit doesn't blow me away. (laughs) We'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, no, that's how I view it too. So I told Patrick the same thing. I'm like, look, here's the thing. Respect where respect is due, right? Like obviously they've, somehow become this iconic band yes i don't, I don't have a respect for that but like if you actually sit down and and listen to their discography they didn't revolutionize a fucking thing and i don't get where all this praise comes from
1: yes 100 dude they're great at what they do um does it stick with me no uh maybe i'm too young You know what I mean? Um, It just missed it for me. So I'm going to steal Patrick's, man, because I think that's pretty much the perfect answer.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe. maybe Rest of his.
1: Oh, I lost you again, bro. Oh,
0: did I lose you? Oh, I got you
1: back. I got you back. Okay.
0: I, I said uh maybe, you know, if you're lucky, you you and Fit for an Autopsy can go on tour together and you and Patrick can just kind of team up and be like, Hey, uh fuck Iron Maiden because he yeah. it and they love it. Start and the I'm movement, like, man. Yeah, just start pushing them out, man.
1: Right? Dude, I would if we got on tour with Fit for an Autopsy, I think we'd all shit, bro. We love that band um so heck yeah let's uh let's potentially push that into the universe as being a thing and we can all hate on iron maiden together let's go yeah
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) man i appreciate it um last thing for you is going to be kind of that normal outro i'm obviously going to tag all your socials and everything but where can people find you guys what can they expect from you online and just kind of you know Anything you want to say to them as this year progresses? Sure.
1: Um, so follow Trench on all social media. Uh, we, we post a ton on Instagram and like anything that you would find is usually on our Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Instagram, it's at T underscore R underscore E underscore N underscore C underscore H. Uh, at Instagram. So trench with an underscore under uh, between each letter. Yeah. Um, Facebook.com slash trench THC. Uh, Twitter.com slash trench THC. But yeah, we're active on Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. Um, we try and post everything from like cool merch designs to news to new songs to teaser videos. We're always reposting cool music that Uh, is coming out from our friends and from our area and stuff like that so um and i'm cole the god on instagram so you can follow my personal instagram i do a lot of beat making and stuff like that so um and that's pretty much it man follow new damage records uh on all their socials as well because any of their bands they're always uh up to date with keeping people informed on what's going on um yeah and that's it i don't know when this episode is being released but uh, download our new record encased in Chrome on all streaming platforms.
0: Yeah, the the new EP will be out. Let me double check. So this is going up. Um, it looks like, I believe, either next week or the week after. I Perfect. have to double check a different schedule. I don't have that one on this computer. Uh, but yeah, the, the new EP is going to be out. So, you know, definitely we're going to talk about it. Like I'm going to push it, you know, on launch day, which is just three days after we are done talking here. Um, yeah. so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm stoked for it, man. Like, like I said, I got that, that advanced, uh, link and everything. And it's awesome, man. It's been on, on a couple times for me. So
1: that's cool. You're the first person I've talked to that's like heard it in full. So I'm happy to hear you like it, man. That, that means a lot. And uh, yeah, thanks for talking to me, man. I really appreciate your time and appreciate you uh, wanting to talk about Trench. It it really means a lot, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And I'm sure this won't be the last conversation we have. So, you know, definitely we'll stay in touch and um, try to broadcast you as much as we can.
1: Oh, hell yeah, man. Keep in touch for sure. Um, And thanks again.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. And that was my conversation with Cole Young of Trench. Really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen to it. Um, Huge shout out to him again for just being open and available to, to have the conversation and to really dig into, you know, the new EP and just kind of music in general. You know, we talked on a lot of subjects and it was really cool to to have that conversation with him. Um, so I definitely want you guys to go over and check out his band, Trench. It's on any streaming service that you're on, whether that's you know Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, uh, Tidal, whatever. Um, just get over and check them out. Uh, be sure that you follow their social media as well, which, as always, is going to be linked in the description of this podcast. Um, and yeah, for us, you know, anything you guys can do as far as liking, sharing, subscribing to the podcast, uh, that's all huge for us. It's all free. Um, you know, it's it's a big, big help for the algorithms and the visibility and things like that. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. That is our two primary... Uh, social media platforms that we we operate on, um, starting to play with the idea of getting into TikTok. I'll let you know what happens there. Uh, but yeah, let's you know just to have a great time, keep rolling on this um, season two of Musicians for Mental Health is coming up soon. Uh, we are in the process of lining up some interviews, making sure we've got those on file, uh, and then you know we're going to get that going. Um, We've also got some really cool big names coming to this show, so stay tuned. Following us is going to be the easiest way to keep up to date on everything. Make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast so that those new episodes hit you every Wednesday. Um, And yeah, that's everything, guys. So as always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.